0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Go away, leave this area, because Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons, and I perform healings today and tomorrow, and on the third day I accomplish my purpose. Yet I must continue on my way today, tomorrow, and the following day, for it is impossible that a prophet should die outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you will kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How many times I yearned to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were unwilling. Behold, your house will be abandoned, but I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Let's go ahead and put our thinking caps on right now. Whether we're aware of this or not, in every single Mass, every liturgy, God has something he wants to specifically say to you. And that might have happened in our opening hymn, that might have happened in a prayer, that might have happened in the readings thus far, might happen in the homily, might happen later on. But in every Mass, God has something he wants to say to us. And I think in particular through the scriptures, he has lots of things to say to us. So from this first reading, talking about the armor of God, that responsorial psalm where we uh, Respond back, blessed be the Lord, my rock. To the gospel where you have these Pharisees warning Jesus and Jesus talking about, you know, prophets being killed. What has stood out to you? What is in your mind? And that could be, you know, I'm thinking about this or I have a question about this or I don't understand this. Like what stood out in your mind in all of those readings? Yeah, so the armor of God is not necessarily a physical armor. That would be pretty cool if we had physical armor. Be pretty sweet. But we're putting on this spiritual armor to battle against the temptations of the devil. Perfect. There's a word. So I said it. So was it early in the Mass or was it the, during the Gospel? The Gospel. There's a word I said. It didn't make sense. Let's see here. Brood. Brood. Yeah. Okay. And hens gather her brood. So like a hen is a mother chicken. We you know? Her brood would be like all of her, her chickens. All her chicks. So a brood like a gathering of people. So, like, Jesus is saying, like, I'm like a mother hen, you know, I'm gathering all of my people together. It's kind of an interesting imagery there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's like, tell, go tell that fox. When I first read it, I was like, is he literally talking about a fox? No, he's talking about Herod, who's a very shrewd person, and foxes tend to be quite shrewd. So, that's a good one. Okay, that stood out to you. I like that. What does shrewd mean? It's kind of sly, kind of sneaky, kind of sneaky. Not always, like, honest. That's perfect. Good question. Why did the Pharisees come and warn Jesus? Because all the time they're trying to kill him, aren't they? So all of a sudden it's like, hey, uh, you should leave here. So <laughs> there's a, I don't know, I didn't know this story. I was reading a, a commentary beforehand. And the person commented about how it reminded them, them of a story of growing up. How there was a fox in a hen house. And this hunter, or this, this farmer comes out. And the fox says, nope, it's only us hens in here. Does anyone, like, does any older people remember this story? I don't remember this story at all. But the idea is like um, that even, even like the, our enemies at times want to, like are able to help us. So there's a greater enemy here. The greater enemy is, is Herod and like the death of Jesus. But it is a fascinating thing, like whoa hold on, like, I know this one thing about Pharisees. This is what they've been doing often. And Jesus is always trying to correct them. And all of a sudden, they're trying to help him. But that's a good thing. Like, the Lord could speak to us is even the people who I don't get along with, the people who are really difficult, they at some point might try to help me. And I should be open to that. It's a great thing. One more. One more thing that stood out to, to the group. Yeah, so I, I really like the armor of God. It's, one of, it's what I want to focus in a little bit. Um, when we think about our faith depending on if we really focus in on the Old Testament or we focus in on the New Testament sometimes we forget that our faith has a lot of battles in it sometimes people think oh the faith's not really exciting it's kind of wishy-washy it's kind of, kind of um, you know, soft but in reality our faith takes a lot of courage and strength and perseverance, and, you know, trying over and over again. And so when we hear about this armor of God, you know, think about how we can put these pieces on every day. So let's go through some of them, right? So clothed with the righteousness as a breastplate. So breastplate, so like that front piece that's going to protect our heart. Like that's the righteousness that we know we seek to do the right thing. Our heart kind of leads us and guides us in that. And on your feet, shod in readiness for the gospel of peace. Um, hold faith as a shield. So, you know, like that thing that's going to protect us against the blows, that's our faith. Our faith is something that someone can keep coming and attacking it, but we keep saying, like, no, my faith allows me to bear these, these attacks well because I believe in one who can protect me. Take the helmet of salvation. So when we put on this helmet, right, the helmet's kind of protecting all of us. It's, it's focusing us. And the helmet is talking about salvation is we know that there's an end goal that we've we've already been redeemed and the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. Isn't that so cool to think of like the sword? You know the thing that actually attacks doesn't have to be a physical thing that that hurts people but God's Word. So in a sense Jesus is like a sword. There's a a group of men I'm associated with who are called the armor of God and we have a prayer that talks about all these pieces. But even as a priest prepares for Mass, the different things that I put on, so I have my chasuble, but I also have my stole, I have my alb. and the alb, there's uh, the cincture, the belt, and an amice that kind of protects up around our neck. And every piece has a prayer associated with it. So the amice, the upper part, is considered like the helmet. It's what we put on to protect us. So it's our helmet of salvation. The cincture, the belt, uh, is what we gird for, for truth and righteousness, and the alb is meant for that sign of purity. The stole is as uh, a representation of authority. So as Jesus the high priest, is the authority, so is the ordained priest that this is the authority we hold in the name of Jesus. And then the chasuble, right the cloak, in a sense. Um, is the sign of our duty or office. And so in a similar way this is my armor that I put on when I go into battle in the mass. Because the mass is a spiritual encounter with a heavenly reality, right? And at the same time if there's a heavenly reality happening it means that there can also be uh, an evil, like, uh, uh, the devil, right? That, like, heaven's real, hell's real. And so, every day, we can put on an armor of God. Like, as you're getting ready to put your uniform on, like, okay, you're putting on your, your pole, you're putting on your top. It's like, this is my, my breastplate of righteousness, right? As you're getting ready to put on, like, your shoes and your pants and your skirts and your, all your stuff, it's like, you know, these, this is like to gird me um, in holiness. As you're getting ready to put on, say, like, your jacket or something as it gets colder, like, that can be your helmet, right? Because it's got your little hood on it or something. Like, everything that we do is meant to be a protection And then preparation for something more, something that we can't always see. Because we can't always see the realities of heaven in the mass, and yet we try so hard to experience them. So it's just a really cool reading because, um, as you said, Dick, it's more so to fight against the temptations of the devil. And what Jesus had to do today, after he was warned by his presumed enemies, is he still had to go and fulfill his destiny. Fulfill his mission, like he still has to go to Jerusalem, where what's going to happen to him there? I think we all know that story. Yeah, wow, what's going to happen to him? He's going to die, right? And yet he needed to be strengthened and girded and have all this, he needed all that same armor, right? So if Jesus needs that, then we definitely need it. And so that's something to think about today: is like how do I use my words? Right? If the sword. It's meant to be God's word. How do I use my words? Do I use this as a sword that attacks and pierces and hurts other people? Or do I use my words as a way to defend and highlight and honor people? I think words are the most powerful tool we possess as humans. More than anything else. Because the words I say can greatly enhance a person's day or greatly diminish a person's day. So maybe that's the, other, the final part to think about as we put on our armor. How am I, as a soldier for Christ, because we're all soldiers for Christ, how am I called to use my words to honor him?